a Sundera maid, an unbothered king of the school, and a secret worth simping over. We had Casey watch Maid-sama, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Alright everyone, welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and idiot number one, PJ. And it's me, idiot number two, Skyler. And with us as always is our lovely, lovely idiot number three, Casey. And I'm the maid in Manhattan that doesn't get to go with Ray Fines, Casey. <laughs> and if all of that idioted maid talk wasn't enough of a hint, this week we are watching Maid-sama. Kaichu wa Maid-sama. Kaichu wa Maid-sama. Oh my gosh. Bless you guys. Did you sneeze? Kaichu? <laughs> Pikachu wa Maid-sama. <laughs> Pika, Pikachu. Oh, him holding a little feather duster with a little maid hat would be so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, the full name of the anime is Kaichu wa Maid-sama, but it is locally referred to as Maid-sama. And it's one of Skylar's favorite anime. It is. I truly love a good rom-com anime, and this hits all the marks for me. Will this rom-com made, whatever it's about, be better than Made in Manhattan? I think that's something we should evaluate at the end of this episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll I'll be waiting that. on bated breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Casey. Well, we sent you over the name, obviously, and the poster. But based on the name alone, uh, we can stick to the Maid-sama, not the Kaichuwa part. What do you think the anime will be about? So, because, I mean, the real trick is figuring out, like, what Sama means. I was first, I was like, maybe this is about, like, a maid who's undercover. Like, she's really a spy, but she's undercover as a maid, maybe, that's what I was thinking. But then, um, I don't know, my brain kept going to, I kept thinking of Sa- uh, Samus from Super Smash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think <laughs> I have anything to do. Samus. <laughs> right? By the way, did you know uh, Samus from Super Smash Brothers is a girl? I had no idea. You didn't? <laughs> No, I had I no idea. This is a joke or not? I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, what did you find out? Um, this morning. <laughs> I wish I could go back to the first time I found that out. Aw, join me, will you? I mean, yeah, the whole point of Samus actually the re- they didn't reveal that she was a girl until the end of the first game, so that like it would sell the boys. But then at the end, they would be like, "Ha! You played as a girl this whole time. See, girls aren't that bad." Man. So begins our Super Samus anime. <laughs> what did you think about Zero Suit Samus in? In most of the games, though, I actually Super just hot. realized. Oh, see, I didn't even think about it. It just was like, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it did, just not, did not compute. It did, did, didn't click. Nope. <laughs> I love that. But uh, back to the name. <laughs> so we ended up on, it was a maid who was also Samus. <laughs> a spy Samus. Spy Samus. Spy Samus. So Kaichu means president. That's important for later. Uh, And then Sama is like an honorific that is more of like a higher status of someone, uh, usually in the industry service, like when a customer is waiting on someone with a higher status. What does wa mean? I don't know. I didn't look it up. So is this like president maid? It's just Obama in a maid outfit for 45 (laughs) minutes. God, that was my kink for the last four years. (laughs) He's here to clean things up. No kidding. All right, Casey, well, we also sent you over the poster. Tell me, what do you think about that? Okay, so since there's only two characters on the poster, I'm just going to give you my... I've got a lot of thoughts about these two as a collective. Let me go through this with you guys. So uh, first I was thinking, okay, well, this makes me think she works at or owns one of those, like like a maid-themed cafe in Japan. Because, you know, they have all those themed cafes. And so yeah, I was like, right. she just happens to own one of the 
you know, one of the themed ones. And you know, especially because I was look if you look on like the bottles, it says like made on there. And um, I was like, oh, that's like the brand maybe of the cafe. But then again, I was like, well, I see a script in her other hand. So maybe she's a struggling actress who works as a maid part time or at the maid cafe part time. And then I went further with that. And I was like, have you guys seen this, the movie Soap Dish? No, no, I can't say I have. Okay, I watched it during quarantine. You guys should watch it. It's super enjoyable. A lot of shows have like ripped off the idea since then, but it's an um, early 90s movie. And basically, it's like the background, uh, the behind the scenes of a soap opera. And it's like Sally Field and Whoopi Goldberg and Carrie Fisher. And like, oh, it's really I good. I know what you're this. talking about. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. Yeah, it has a super problematic uh, ending with a trans villain, but irregardless, still really fun. Um, <laughs> and. Um, but yeah, so it's like maybe it's like a behind the scenes thing where like it's a soap opera set in like this maid cafe and <laughs> uh, she plays the maid. And obviously this guy is uh, the love interest. He to me, obviously, OK, I knew you guys are waiting for this moment. He looks like Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> he looks very similar to Joey Wheeler. From I Yu-Gi-Oh. was going to say he looks like Keo from Fruits Basket. Oh, I could see that. No, too. He's blonde. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He's <laughs> oh. color swapped Keo. <laughs> collect all kios he literally Uh, has the same everything else i like casey's more this time finally Uh, Uh, you can all be wrong by yourselves i was thinking it's like i hope that joey wheeler pulls out a red eyes black dragon in the middle of this maid cafe (laughs) and um, hey how's it going kawaii you made some (laughs) (laughs) finally yes oh by the way canadian you're Canadian. Hey, you. <laughs> we gotta go to the maid cafe. <laughs> and, By the and- way, <laughs> I know that that's not a Canadian accent for our audience. I understand that is an Italian accent. That's the part of Canada that people don't see. <laughs> Who doesn't love inside <laughs> jokes on a podcast? Am I right, <laughs> Nobody fellas? else knows. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, okay, also, um, Joey Wheeler over here, he's rocking um, like a feather earring. And that's giving me major like Rufio from Hook vibes, and like is he? it looks it looks good on Joey Wheeler, I think. Casey, I, I like hate to break it to you, that's a cookie <laughs> in a cookie? the drink. Oh my gosh, hang on, am I blind? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm blind. That is a cookie, you guys. Well, <laughs> I'm so upset that that's not a feather earring. But like, I feel so bad because that'd be such a much bolder character choice, and now like that's gone from the world. I know, but it's an anime too, and you'd think you would see it too as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Joey Wheeler has no feather earrings, so he went from being cool like Rufio to being like when you know Johnny Depp tries to wear feather earrings, and you know how I feel about that. <laughs> but not wearing uh, a feather earring. But not wearing a feather earring exactly. Oh, God. I love, love, love these predictions. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I really hope it's the Soap Dish idea, only because I really enjoyed Soap Dish. I also haven't seen the anime. I've seen parts here and there, so I I know enough about what it is, but not enough to know that it isn't Soap Dish. So, like, low-key, I'm like, damn, that's a great idea. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. Write that down. Copyright it. By the way, real quick, Kathy Moriarty in Soap Dish, who plays, like, the trans villain. Yes, it didn't age well, but gosh, she's such a good actress. She also plays, for you guys, since you guys haven't seen Soap Dish, she plays um, Kerrigan, the villain, in Casper. She's fantastic. Oh, she's yes. got, like, yes. such a good villain voice, and I just, I'm obsessed oh, with perfect. her. perfect. I love her. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, watch episode one and two, as per usual, and we'll be right back with our thoughts on that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Welcome to Maid Latte. Maid Latte specializes in true maid service right here in your own backyard. Our goal is to serve you our sama and make you feel special and welcome. Join us for our theme days. This coming week, we are celebrating Cat Maid Day. Next week, we hope you'll join us for the Not At All Weird Little Sister Maid Day and round out the month with a special mystery theme sure to have you feeling like a true master. Maid Latte serves amazing food, amazing drinks, and amazing girls. And the best part is they have to pretend to like you no matter what. There's nothing predatory about this concept at all. So join us at Maid Latte Master. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. As you probably gathered from the episode title, this is a two-parter. Don't worry though, part two is only about half as long as part one. There was just too much to put into one episode, so we had some spillover. I generally like to split the episodes into even times, but there just wasn't a good cutting point for part one because we were just killing the game this week. Be the first to hear part two by keeping up with our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kawaii Desu Pod or by searching for Kawaii Disappointment Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at kawaiidisappointment.podcast and subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co for links to the socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Tune in to part two to learn what anime we're doing next week. We hope you'll join us. All right, we're back, and we watched episodes one and two of Maid-sama. Casey, what did you think? Uh, there's a lot happening here, guys. Um, ups and downs, and I, I can't wait to get into it. I've got a lot of feelings about this one. Good, I'm glad, maybe. Uh, I was going to say I wouldn't get too glad, Skylar. That's notorious Casey talk for I don't like things. <laughs> I mean, it's, like I said, there's just like, it really, it's, I don't, I don't think it goes in such an expected way. You know what I mean? It goes, it's complex. I don't know. All right, so let's talk about Maid-sama for a moment. So Maid-sama started off as a manga, as most all anime do. It was written by Hiro Fujiwara for Hakusensha from 2005 until 2013. The anime was done by JC Staff and directed by Hiroaki Sakurai from April 2010 to September 2010. So a pretty short one-season run. That housekeeping out of the way, Skylar, why don't you uh, kick us off? All right, so we have episode one. Misaki Aizawa is the first female student council president of this previously all-boys Seika High School. That's probably really hard. Yeah. It's progressive. Yeah. While she is highly respected by the female students and staff, the male students both fear and loathe her. What is she? Las Vegas? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We see her in the courtyard shutting three students out for not respecting the dress code. By the way, in 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 their culture, like maybe it's different over there or only in animes, but like I've never seen a student council president actually be like, "You're not wearing the right thing," blah blah blah. Like our my student council presidents, I would see they would be a just taking it to be a status thing, and b just like trying to like get the pictures right in the yearbook. Like this is our group, we did something. Like no, in Japan, class presidents are like in charge of the student body. Yeah, it, it's like the law, and they're very rigorous when it comes to um, their uniforms and stuff. Yeah, 
She's tougher than Paul Blart Mall Cop. Especially because he was not great at his job. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's true. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I've only seen the trailer, to be honest. Later, we see the three idiots again as they try to convince female students to do their chores for him. Misaki interferes, telling them that they need to do their own chores and that she could double it for them if they don't do it. Upon that, she also calls them out for still not meeting the dress code. Annoyed, one of the idiots tries to hit her, but she immediately blocks it and then rips out his earrings. Ouch. Ouch as heck, but also, like, you deserve that, my guy. For sure. I was like, did he try to hit her? Uh. But, like, how hot was it when she just, like, was like, no. She shut it down. As she leaves the scene, she hears cries of another female student. As she goes to investigate, she sees... Takumi Isui. He's one particular student that irritates Mizuki because he bluntly rejects girls who confess their love to him. I relate to that. (laughs) I've made all my lovers cry in rejection. (laughs) Oh, no. But I will say, I think it's actually not a bad thing that he bluntly rejects people because high school girls will be like, and high school boys, he said he didn't want to date me, but like at the end he said I was still really pretty. So like... Maybe there's a chance. He's like setting down the law, you know? Yeah, he doesn't keep him on the hook. He lets him know, like, it ain't happening, sis. Yeah. Exactly, which I respect. What I really like within the school setting is we see, like, two different sides. Like, we see they animate her as, like, this demon queen, and it's so funny, and I love it. And she's just so hard on the boys. But as soon as she's having an interaction with one of the girls, it's so sweet and cute, and there's, like, bubbles in the background everywhere with sparkles. Beautiful. It is It is beautiful. I relate as someone who has trust issues with men. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Later, as Misaki goes home, we see that her house is a little shabby and kind of falling apart. This is when you first see her sister, Susana Izawa, and I love everything about her. She's so funny. When Misaki is just like, oh, great, you just covered up with newspaper. She tries to play it off like it was a trap. Oh, Oh, is that what she was doing? I thought she was playing it off like, I know, pretty smart, right? That's what I thought it was. Oh, no. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) She's I think like, she's really I'm so charming. Clever. I trapped you. Yeah, she was really funny. Later that day, we see that Misaki works secretly at a maid cafe called Maid Latte to support her family due to her father leaving them with a large debt. But yeah, like right before this, we see her like talking to her mom, and it's like so depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's because the mom is sick, and you know she got COVID. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She got COVID in she, 2010. She got 20, She got 2010 mm, COVID because she, she works at the hospital. She got that Listen, the Japanese are a far more advanced culture. They got COVID before all of us. That's how smart they are. Oh, no, no, no. This is, <laughs> I was going to oh, say, no. also, this episode's going to be so dated if we... <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so, problematic this <laughs> is Um, let's talk real quick. Skylar, you have seen the show, the rest of the show. Yes. What's up with these weird things the mom's painting? Oh, it's just, like, cute little toys. Basically, she's a nurse, and she does, like, night shifts, but then she comes home and paints all these figurines for toy stores just to make a little bit extra side cash. I figured it was something like that, but I was like, what's going on here? You're a nurse and a toy painter? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Sick yes. people have interesting hobbies. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Not all those people that buy those toys are going to get sick. 
Oh, good no, point. No, you know it's not that kind of sick. It's one of those she has like a They're all going to get the Rona. They oh got God. COVID. <laughs> COVID. During her shift, she's discovered by Usoi, and she fears that he'll expose her at school, which will completely undermine this steely resolve that she has created for herself. You know what? I Remember how I started this whole episode when I was like, this is going to be a made in Manhattan moment? I'm going to tell you guys, this is not a made in Manhattan moment. This is a diner girl from Cinderella story moment. <laughs> diner girl. Yeah. Diner girl. Honestly. <laughs> oh uh. my gosh. <laughs> and honestly, the only thing embarrassing about her job is the fact that she has to call people master. Like everything else is pretty normal. Right. Hey man, that's the maid cafe culture. You know when this anime first started, like at the very beginning when she was being mean to all the guys? There was a point where uh, where she first talks to Usui, where just some random guy's like, you should put her in her place. And I was like, is this 10 things I hate about you? Oh, right. Yeah. For sure. And he's so aloof. So he's definitely like aligned with that character. All right. These are all such good, good movies. By the way, can I yes. bring up an anime like trope thing? I'm just curious what you guys can tell me sure. about this because you see it in these first two episodes, but also it happens in like I've seen it in other the other animes that we watch over when they're animated like animating their distress. I think I, I guess I'm a little confused on the emotion sometimes. Like you know how they paint their faces to go blue, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like what is that? Like what emotion is that? I guess I'm kind of confused always by that because like sometimes it seems like it's stress or embarrassment. I don't it's- know. Yeah, it's kind of, it just depends on it's the like context. It's like dour, yeah. which that's just different for different people. Yeah. Sometimes it's like extreme, like annoyance. Um, it's a transition before rage, stuff like that. Interesting. Also, I just wanted to point out what I love so much about this anime is uh, the way they will animate certain things. Like when she's having a full-blown meltdown after she was discovered, she just kind of like melts into like this weird blob on the floor. And usually stuff like that isn't really talked about, but like they come in and they acknowledge that it's just like a melted form. Yeah. Yeah. At the close of her shift, Usui surprises her once again she tells him let's take a walk and then she blows his brains out in the back of a cab jesus (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's one way to not get your secret out i guess after hearing her reasons for working at the maid cafe he vows to keep her secret and chooses to annoy her by regularly visiting her at work as a customer I think it's so funny when she's telling him all the reasons that, like, she's doing this, whatever. He's like, now, like I said, we we kind of learned about his, like, the way he feels about her later on. But, like, it's so funny because his response like, yeah, well, sorry, poor girl. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, sorry about it. He's like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, sucks to suck. I think it's more or less, like, sucks to suck. And it's just, like, he's just so stoic. Like, that's just his whole vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. he genuinely feels bad for her. But, like, that's just how he talks. Damn, dog. That's real sad. Yeah. <laughs> school we see Mizuki going about her duties and she keeps adding more and more and we see that she has a fever and it's just starting to escalate. Casey have you ever heard of Kadoshi? Uh no I have not. Kadoshi is this thing that is like nearly exclusive to Japan mm-hmm. but it is basically it literally translates to overwork death oh. because the Japanese work themselves to the point of death regularly. Uh that's so unfortunate. They need a vacation. I literally turned to Skylar and I was like, I was like, this girl's literally about to get some Kadoshi up in this piece. <laughs> <laughs> 
It, uh, seriously. Oh my gosh. Her se- her her work ethic is making me secondhand uncomfortable. Yeah, because like literally everyone needs something, or uh, even when they don't need things, she's like adding stuff on her plate. Like when she's like, uh, "I'm gonna censor books." So I'm going to read every book so I know which one's to censor. And I was like, I don't respect the censorship, but I respect the effort. Well, okay. So uh, jumping on, off of that point, I actually really like that because it gives her like a little bit more depth to her character. Like the boys, like again, they fear, they loathe her. They don't really. Uh, they fear, they loathe her. They Las Vegas her. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really respect her. And she's so hard on them. And they basically call her out for giving passes to the girls, even though they read manga. And this is the point where she was like, okay, yes, I need to be more even. And so she decides that she will read every manga ever. That Well, the ones that they're interested in. But yeah, it's it's a huge task. Oh my gosh. You know what? Just let the boys read hentai. We know it's that's what they were reading. By the way, side note, what about um Isui um like seductively drinking that juke juke juice box? I'm <laughs> a jukebox. Juice box. <laughs> that juice box on the jukebox. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm real cool. This is a juicy juice. Hell yeah. I mean, he's like stereotypical cool character, but without being kind of like that lameness that comes with that mm-hmm. in the trope. Where like all the guys want to be him and all the girls want to be with him. And it like shows. Yeah. <laughs> For reals. Lucy notices how sick she is and he gives her advice to loosen up and take better care of herself by not taking on too much. She rejects his advice. It reminds me of that. Like, it's. I think it's, I forget what it is. I think it's something from TikTok where it's like, don't be depressed. You've got such big boobs. How could you be depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I I know that's not what he said or did, but like that was the same energy where he was like, maybe just like take it easy. I know you literally need to do all of this so that you can do the best you can and support your family that's like living in trash and squalor, but like just like it's all vibes, bro. It is the vibe. Mm-hmm. Later at work, the idiot trio discovers Misaki in her uniform. The three start to harass her, but Usui intervenes. Which is like they were they were getting aggressive. Yeah, it was with that diner girl, diner girl, diner girl. It wasn't even diner girl. It was more like rapey. It was a yeah, bit rapey. And then like he like literally shows up, and the second that he's there, they're like, Ooh. "Oh crap!" <laughs> they like immediately run. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was very cute. <laughs> When he just like shows up and like grabs uh grabs his hand off her and he's just like, She's mine. And they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> By the way, you know what it's really enjoyable for me? Because I was watching the uh the sub, obviously. And so like you know how like cause there's a lot of um in the anime there's a lot of the writing in the background or like uh, like Japanese words or whatever to like give description to what's happening in the scene. So like yeah. one of the characters <laughs> it says like super big earlobes and <laughs> oh yeah and that made me laugh but also relate as someone who has super big earlobes do you yeah now that's all i'm gonna notice but i've never noticed before i know oh i've broken the illusion of my beauty apparently that's good luck and it brings prosperity the buddha had big earlobes yeah you know what they say big earlobes big luck big fortune Ooh. Misaki apologized to Usui before fainting. I like that she was able to apologize. Yeah, yeah but then she like immediately is like, 
herself again. Well, no. Uh, she she takes a whole day to rest, PJ, which is a lot no, for her. That's not what I meant. I meant as soon as he catches her, she acts like a total. <laughs> yeah, straight up. She got trust issues. It's the Sundere personality. Totally know what that is. Oh my god, I'm actually no joke, kind of surprised you don't know what Sundere is. Just because, like, I feel like it's it's permeated culturally to the equivalent of like a Sagoe or a Kawaii. Oh, see, I know those other two. I've not heard Sundere. Uh, sundere, uh, it's kind of honestly, I think you could do a better job describing it. But Sundere is like a a character that does like another character but they act like they don't like it's like oh what no i don't even like you how could you say that like that's sundere but like they do like them upon listening to the description actually she's not really that because like she doesn't have a genuine attraction to him you know what i mean yeah and but she like respects him yeah but more so, he annoys her. But Casey, there is uh, there's a, there's a specific like kind of <gasps> yes, vibe and yes, face yes. that goes with Sundere, um, and it's always blushy. Like it's like because um, Baka means like stupid or moron. Mm. So it'll be like I don't even like you, Baka. Uh, oh. And there is a subreddit called Sundere Sharks, which yes. is just like <laughs> sharks with Sundere like anime eyes on them, and it'll be like you know people like <laughs> knocking sharks away from their boat, and they'll be like. Senpai, don't touch me, Baka. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. We'll send it to you later. (laughs) By the way, in this scene, before we move on, I just have to say, I realized in watching this scene where she faints and he catches her, I was like, wow, I still have a prejudice towards people fainting. I think everyone's faking it. (laughs) That's all I have to say (laughs) with no additional context as to why I think that. But I'm just going to leave that there. you know, you know. If you know, you know. Oh my god! I'm like she faking, bro. Don't even catch her ass. <laughs> After Misaki recovers, Usoi tells her that he asked the boys to keep Misaki's secret, but starts teasing her about becoming his personal maid for a day as his reward. Sexual. I was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, oof. Yeah, he definitely crosses some lines and gets up in her space. Very, It was a very a pretty woman moment with that hiring her to be their personal maid idea. <laughs> this is all the rom-coms in this, this anime. I love the scenes where she's unsure if he's told anyone like the next day. She's so paranoid. And anytime anyone says the word maid, not even like in context to like, a maid she's just freaking out the whole time so paranoid that happened earlier right yeah it's gonna be hard for her because she's gonna read every everything that's like every object she has is gonna say made in you know somewhere so she's gonna be panicking all day (laughs) yeah (sighs) so casey what did you think about episode one uh episode one so you know at first i'll be honest i was not feeling i was like she's like I, I like like I said when I tell you guys this has been a roller coaster in these episodes it has been <laughs> like at first because at first I'm like oh, she's annoying like I don't even like her but then I was like you know what she's got to overcome the patriarchy of like these dumb dumb like idiot guys and then I was like oh great here comes this um other blonde guy or whatever and he's attractive and he just like makes girls cry and like like why do I care about him either? But like I said, by the end of this, I'm like, you know what? 
it's coming around. It is coming around. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. Casey, Casey has started to understand basic story structure. <laughs> Pretty much. It only took, what, 10 an- episodes of these animes? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like these writers are trying to get me feel to. Feel something. I don't know. Feel something. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know if you guys are getting this, but these the this early interaction might be a red herring of sorts. <laughs> oh my god. Do you guys remember on a pup named Scooby Doo? Whenever they the would red herring? Her- yes. Yes. That is the most oh brilliant god. gag. I felt like just want to bring that up. <laughs> uh no, a pup named Scooby Doo is like legit my favorite anime. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, with that said, let's move on to episode two. It's time for the annual school festival, and Misaki wants to use this opportunity to improve the school's image and encourage more girls to enroll. However, problems arise with class two. Because the boys' activity proposals are attempts to sexually exploit the girls. Yeah, I was like, it's actually really funny, actually not funny, actually really sad. <laughs> That's yeah. how the TikTok trend goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um because like all of their things are like oh isn't that so ridiculous but i'm like oh my god they're so problematic like their suggestions are like well how about like like they just go on this like tirade list of like the most problematic suggestion for reals it's good because it really shows why misaki like has to like ring them in all the time it's true because i think without that scene like let's say you had this episode without the scene and obviously like now i'm being like wow isn't that crazy how writing works (laughs) but without (laughs) interesting in the rest of the episode literally you would just think she's being unreasonable yeah but really but it's it's there to show you like no honestly the boys are just dumb pervs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right you know what guys straight guys y'all they at it again they wilding out again who let them be this way straights his head man they at it again oh. oh my gosh they're like uh wouldn't it be like a good idea if like everyone was like topless and like it was in the dark and it was all romantic and like everyone wore these outfits like it's we all these do we could do strip rock paper scissors a real <laughs> suggestion <laughs> Bro, wouldn't that be cool? Or we could play um, gender paired chicken. Is that one of the suggestions? Yeah, they said, can we have girl boy chicken fights? Oh, uh, they just want girls with thighs wrapped around their heads. That's it. Yep. Casey, have you ever played chicken? No, but or I have had a chicken fight. Uh, oh, you know, I have had a chicken fight because I've dated, <laughs> I've dated men that are shorter than me, so I can <laughs> be the person on the bottom. But I've never, I've, I've only been once. Gay been- chicken. <laughs> Oh, I've I'm winning at gay chicken. I'm a gay chicken legend. <laughs> Original recipe, gay chicken. Ugh. I went full in on gay chicken. <laughs> PJ was unbeatable in high school. It's true. I thought it was because I didn't care. Turns out I just liked boys. Yeah, that, that's how it happens. Oh, uh, gosh. So true. To also like boys. Exactly. The boys ask Usui to persuade her, though he puts very little effort into it. The way he asks is so dispassionate, and she just gets annoyed, and they're like, what are you doing? And he's just like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, he's like, I actually kind of, he literally says he lost interest. (laughs) Right? By the way, what about, like, earlier and, like, right before this when, like, Usui did that crazy roundhouse kick in the beginning of the episode? Like... 
Oh, when oh, he yeah. breaks that door down? Yeah. I was like, we stand Usui and his roundhouse kicks. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> and I also love that immediately after he's like, fix that door. I was like, oh, dang, he's so badass. See, what I like about that is because they asked for help and he was like, nah. And then he heard them whispering about how they're going to retaliate against Misaki. And he was just like, distraction. Kick. So he's just always protecting her. Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. R.I.P. Aw, I didn't even. Aw. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my <laughs> chuckle that's I'm not laughing. Just dead. <laughs> I'm uncomfy. <laughs> On the suggestions from the class's three girls. Wow, that's so little. Like. Compared to the ratio of men in that class. Overall, it's probably the consistent because it is a newly integrated school. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why her whole plan is to get more girls to the school. Yes. Misaki decides the class two will hold a cafe. Later, Usui warns Misaki that her hostility towards the boys will eventually backfire. Which, like, I get. I think, I think like, and obviously the... the as we go through, this is kind of like the clear through line. It's they're ridiculous and they need to be reined in, but she needs to like do it without like she needs to do it differently. Yeah. She needs to have a little bit more understanding and explain herself better rather than constantly berating them. I don't even think she needs to meet them in the middle because they are ridiculous. I think she needs to meet them like 20% in and they have to run the other 80, you know? Yeah. Right, absolutely. I mean, they dumb though. They just so dumb. I feel her though. They are dumb. I swear to God, high school boys are the dumbest people on earth. Dumb as a former high school boy that was dumb as hell. (laughs) Exactly. We see Misaki at home helping her sister unpack her sweepstakes winning. She comments that her sister should be focusing on teenage things. Yeah, because the sweepstake isn't even like, look, I got a lifetime supply of something. It's like an emergency preparedness kit. Yeah, it's like a rice, soy sauce. Um, like it's like an essentials kit. But like at the end of the day, that's also super helpful for a family that's struggling. So like, oh yeah, maybe don't berate your sister. But I get it. She's trying to be like, come on, like I have to bear the burden. Like you take time for you. Right. And then her sister explains that she doesn't mind, especially because Misaki works a job that she hates. At this point, Misaki explains that she doesn't hate it, but she doesn't love it either. Which, like, I get. I mean, not, I like, I've had jobs like that before. My first job, I, like, had a lot of fun at, but, like, I wouldn't have made it my career. Yeah. Same. I feel like everyone has those jobs. Character building. At work, we see Misaki greet Usui wearing pink cat ears. And what I love about this, it integrates that the maids do have themed days. Because one theme isn't enough. Well, you know what? Because maid cafes are so prevalent, you have to have an angle. You have to have a shtick. That's true. That is a good point. Also, like, cat maids are, like, the big thing on TikTok right now. So, like, so ahead of their time. Yeah, boy cat mates are like the big thing on TikTok. Ugh, and I'm simping. Speaking simping of hard. simping. Cat mates doesn't come in a jar. Doesn't I'm just come in a jar. <laughs> the jar. Cat mates. Sorry. You know what? I say right now, 
like, wow, what an episode of inside references that no one gets. But honestly, the more you listen, these come up a lot. <laughs> it's exactly it's continuity. If you haven't seen the listen to the Bug Juice theme song from two thousand and one or two thousand, what are you even doing with your life? Besides, obviously, this How fantastic dare you anime. Even listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally can I tell you what I wrote down when this part came up. By the way, I was wrote cat sure. in all capitals. I was like, cat ear day, Skylar, let's go. <laughs> oh god this Um, is also now a bug juice podcast (laughs) i love that i live for that as we see misaki go about her business we notice that the three idiots are there simping hard they're like yeah it's so wild how quickly they transformed from like complete antagonists to like total simps like they die for her now and they're drawn completely differently because all they are now is caricature simps yes they oh they're so adorable that's how i feel um, when i see when i see claire from bon appetit i simp for her super hard. formerly from bon appetit formerly but they're canceled r.i.p so when she's serving the three idiots they're just so cute and they love her so much and she's there to give them their omelet and they're like, oh, please write how you're feeling right now, thinking that she's going to write something cute. And then she just writes pain in the ass. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Love oh it. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> like the cutesy, cutesy writes omelet. What I thought of, like when I envisioned, I guess what it would be like. Have you guys seen online like the videos or pictures or whatever of like it's the um, rice and uh, it's a rice and then there's the omelet and it's the it's, it's a, a rice teddy omelet. Bear. Well, yeah, yes, but it's a it's a teddy bear. You know what I mean? That's like covered yeah. in the blanket. I am obsessed with that. I want to have that. In a lot life. of uh, cafes like this do that a lot. Let's go. I'm ready. 2024, baby. We have to take Aww. this podcast on the road, you guys, to get omelets. We're gonna go. Uh, quite a disappointment goes Japan. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who we didn't bring up? Mizuki's best friends. Uh, oh, yeah. trust me, they're in the forefront of my mind. <laughs> oh, you mean Peppermint Patty and Marcy <laughs> again? <laughs> no, because it would be Peppermint and Patty and Marcy if if Sakura was like more like aggressive. But Sakura is such a like, oh my god, hi, I'm your best friend. Like that's her energy. Yeah, I love mm. it. But I will say, other homegirl, definitely Marcy. Yeah, for sure. 100%. For sure. In the break room, we see Satsuki, the manager, gush over the maid persona that she's projected onto Misaki. Honoka tells Satsuki to not bother and calls Misaki out for not caring for the job. Called out. Yeah, it was. It went from really cute to like. Real dark, like she was. It was it was aggressive. Yeah, she was mean, but you know what? She's valid. <clears throat> Hashtag speaking your truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Misaki looks taken aback, and then Satsuki explains everything that she loves about the job. That's so cute when she does. Yeah. I do love. There's a part where um, she's getting super excited about the maid stuff. It says next to her, like, thirty years old and still engages in flights of fancy. <laughs> <laughs> This Did you something... guys relate to that? Yes, 100%. Uh, Not Casey, because he's still a youngin. Oh, I'm still in my 20s. Aww. Oh, yeah, for like two more so, seconds, oldie. So, so young, <laughs> so vibrant and young. Uh. 
Well, you know what? I'm a flirty 30 Shut and up, PJ. thriving. <laughs> I know. I swear like I'm such a baby. I'm literally freaking like <laughs> you're getting so old. You know I'll what? I'll always be younger you than you guys. That's what I can hold on to. It's okay. And I'll always be younger than Angie. Exactly. You know what? And when Thanos comes and base makes Skylar and I disappear for five years and we come back at like the same age as you, PJ, it is over for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> it stresses me out to think about the, like the snap because I, I think about like you guys coming back and like I've probably I'm probably in a new relationship. Casey, you and I will have to get into a relationship. I love that for us. We're going to Georgia. <laughs> It's all part of the plan. Hey, it's finally blue. You could do that. Oh, the devil God. went down to Georgia. <laughs> he was looking for a soul to steal. Exactly. He was looking for a vote to steal. Oh, this one. Oh, my God. After closing, Usui gives Mizuki a warning about the boys, and she needs to be more understanding. Otherwise, she's going to keep digging herself a hole, and she will not be able to get out of it. It's true. So what about the fact that he goes and lifts up her, like panties like i was like that uh, that took me out i was like you know what we i was like on your side and then you come up in here and just literally casually come behind her and like like lift up her skirt and ask about her panties i'm like you don't do that to people like have some like respect and i was i don't know i i felt betrayed a little bit because i felt like i had like turned a corner with him with those costumes it's it's pretty well known that they're like straight up bloomers like they're not actual underwear so i think he just did it to kind of ruffle her feathers but i understand what you're saying and it is yeah, i don't think it makes it better yeah i was, I was gonna, gonna say, say i'm like skylar what are you doing here <laughs> i thought we, no, no, what's no, no, happening Skylar's like i approve of rape culture <laughs> i don't <laughs> comment below if you think skylar approves of rape culture <laughs> Such a, I think it is always going to be a complicated issue watching anime because the societal norms are just so different over there. Yeah. But it, I was, I felt very similar to Casey where I had never been against Hisui, but this where I was, this was a point where I was like, why this character choice? Right. I think he'll win you guys over again. I don't disagree, but it was still like I'm just saying it was weird. Yeah. Why? Right. Why? Why writers? Why? Exactly. Why? <laughs> Why like Hiro it, Fujiwara? Why? <laughs> they, they, I'm telling you, this this anime is a journey. Like it's given me ups and downs with emotions of each character. Oh my gosh, I I don't know. And I think also like if he had, if a she knew it was him, maybe like initially or like if like they were much closer and like in a relationship or something, it wouldn't be so like jarring. But because, like, it's so casual and she has, like, given no indication that, like, she is interested in him in, like, such of a way. Like, I don't know. That's what I was just like, uh-uh. Yeah. 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 He, he definitely crosses a lot of boundaries. On the day of the festival, things go well and there's a large turnout. And there's a large turnout of girls. However, she finds out that the boys of class two are cosplaying in period military outfits. I love, um, real quick, as she's, like, going through the setup, yes. when she's, like, fighting the little things that they that the boys are still trying to do in the other classes, nowhere near as aggressive as the boys of class two, but, like, in the planetarium, they have, like, the love seats and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. I want to go to a, I want to go on a planetarium date like they do in La La Land, where they're, like, dancing in the sky. Jealous. That's probably what they had <laughs> planned. You never know. Yeah, take shrooms. It's got to take shrooms and then show up to a planetarium. 
with someone That'd and hope for the best. That'd probably be really scary, honestly. Or what do you fun. think? It depends. <laughs> what do you think we're doing on our first date, Skylar? When PJ gets, you know, in his new relationship. That's our first date. We're After taking the shrooms. Snap. Uh, post snap. Yes, post snap. Post snap at a Georgia planetarium. Uh, what about like right after the planetarium where they're all like she goes to the next room and it's all monsters. And I was like, wow, look at all the guys that are dressed up like Ghostface or uh, Death Eaters. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, to to mention this part, too, because she was like, none of the boys were allowed to dress in costumes. And I was like, that's a little ridiculous. But then she explains that it's because last year the boys like were groping all the girls as monsters. They're like, we'd never do that. And then immediately she gets groped by a guy as a monster. And I was like, ah, ah. Oh my gosh. Literally. Although her friend's outfit, um, the non Marcy one was like, uh, Super cute in that witch outfit. Yeah. Were you not living for that? Sakura's witch costume was phenomenal. Oh, I love it. But I love her friend that you so lovingly refer to as Marcy. It's like a traditional like Japanese ghost. Yeah, Marcy. Skylar, why don't you tell us her actual name? (laughs) That's her friend. She's a clue. Definitely did not have to Google that. (laughs) <laughs> Did you know uh, what was her name? Uh, one more time. What was the name? Shizuku. Wait, is it Shizuku or Shizuku? Wait, it's with a U. Shizuku. Shizuku, which is Japanese for Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Pepperumintu Patty and Shizuku. <laughs> I would like to say that the the idea the boys have, like being in period costume, is really fun. I love the idea of like a cosplay. Oh, for cafe. sure. I yeah, love it's it. cute. Good idea. But, <laughs> but as with all things with the boys in this school, of they're too. stupid about it. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my god. And they have bad intentions. Obviously, if they were like going around groping people last year. Oh my god. Is this yeah. anime like it's a rom com covering up rape culture? <laughs> like, what is this show? <laughs> I think she's fighting against rape culture. Yeah, that's her whole thing. She wants to create a safe space for all the girls. Yeah. And that's why she's just so tough. She encounters them taking over the cafe and rounding up the girls as prisoners. She scolds the boys, but they turn on her and leave the girls to run the cafe alone. And this is when she realizes Isui's warning and she's like, oh, no. She begs them to come back, and they're like, no, it's too late. And I they mean, take off. Uh, not to interject too much. I feel like that's all I've been doing this episode. I love but, it. But, like, I love these little details. Um, we miss, uh, there's like a whole montage of them trying to find the perfect outfit for Hisui. <laughs> yeah. For oh, the, so for the period cafe. And I loved it, A, because like, who doesn't love a good, like, montage outfit scene? Mm hmm. But like that, that oh, that like the samurai outfit. period Japanese outfit was so cute. Yes, and then they changed him into um, a- American military officer. Yeah, which he still looked great. And I love. I mean, I'm jumping ahead here now, but when he like speaks in English while he's wearing it, I love in general when Japanese characters speak in English, because <laughs> unlike China, because in China it's very accepted, like. You learn English. That's your second language. Everyone in China knows English. Japan, it's like, nah, nah, dog. It's, you you don't need to learn English. It doesn't matter. So, like, Japanese English is always so Japanese. Yeah. Right? I was so so excited to hear him, like, 
I don't know, him doing that, like, Japanese English, it was so good. I love Japanese English. Right? Uh, were you not hoping during that fashion montage that they were going to play Why Can't I by Liz Fair? <laughs> oh, my God. I went into this episode listening to Why Can't I. Wait, <laughs> I sent you a message about it. Uh-oh. Y'all, Our memory problems are revealed again. Fair, Why Can't I was the blueprint for Avril Lavigne, and you will not be able to change my mind. Comment below. <laughs> Comment below. With the boys abandoning the cafe, Misaki rolls up her sleeves and starts taking orders. She starts to fall back into her maid mannerisms and is slightly shocked because people are taken aback by her demeanor. This is when Usui comes in to help and distracts everyone. And all everyone just falls in love with him. Well, I mean, already he's like the hottest guy in the school. Yeah. But then he comes in and like, you know, that... that Honestly, very attractive. Like, I'm not, like, a, like, big old, like, rah-rah military guy, but, like, those officers' uniforms are, like, sexy. Yeah. And when he comes in with it and he's, like, speaking that Japanese English, I was like, ooh, I'm getting the vapors. (laughs) Right. And you know what? Like, it's not like we're big on savior complexes here at Kawaii Disappointment, but, you know, it was very chivalrous, chivalrous of him to like show up for her and convince the other guys to like do it correctly. I don't know. It was it was nice and charming. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Seeing the action from the classroom windows, the boys return and serve the customers properly, making the cafe a success. And honestly, they're having so much fun, especially when they like finally put their like lewd perverted ways like behind them. Like it's such a great environment. Everyone has fun. And I think it it goes to show, like I was saying earlier, that like there needed to be compromise. And the compromise was like, you could still have your cosplay outfits, but you just need to act this way. I don't think they would have ever gotten it if he so we hadn't been there to like show them. Yeah. But like, again, it's about giving them 20%. You give 20% so they have to give the rest of the 80. And fortunately, they they gave her like 70. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's even a point where um, I think one of the boys bumps into her or he says something inappropriate and they all get scared that she's about to yell at them because she's got the what Casey described as the blue on her face. But then she just laughs and everyone's kind of shocked. And it's just this nice, like soft moment between them. Yeah. In the midst of this fair, um, they pan over to the takoyaki. Which, have you guys had takoyaki before? Oh, I love takoyaki. Skylar wouldn't eat takoyaki. Yeah, I don't, I don't like seafood. I tried it once um, when I was in Tokyo, and like it was, it was, it was good, but it took Tokyo? me a while. Oh yes, was I saying that I went to Tokyo to try takoyaki? Hmm. Uh, when you were in Tokyo? Hmm. Mm, at the Tokyo Fish Market? Hmm. I don't know. It's such a fun, unique dish. I've tried it once, and I really enjoyed it. And obviously, PJ, you've tried it also. Um, and we'd like to be the official sponsors for Takoyaki also if they could send us some. Yeah, uh, if we could um, do that, I would die of happiness because it would mean I would have a lot of Takoyaki to eat, and I love Takoyaki. See, every Mm -hmm. time I see it, I think of, like, meatballs, and I just love meatballs so much, so I get, like, really excited for meatballs. It's more like a pancake ball than a a meatball. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's literally, like, batter that they just flip into a circle in this specialized tray, and there's like squid in it. Yeah, right. Oct- it's it's translated to octopus balls. And who doesn't love octopus balls? Am <laughs> yeah. I right? Yes. As the festival is wrapping up, there's a part where she like relieves the guys that are handing off the flyers, and she takes over, 
And there's a moment where she hands flyers to like these two girls that are coming in and they're like, wow, every like she seems so pretty and everything so seems so nice. I might want to come here. And she has a flashback to uh, to Satsuki's like speech about like, if you're happy doing what you're doing, it's going to make other people happy. And I was uh, like, oh, this was so this was was so nice. cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, PJ. I think also seeing like because the school is so segregated, it was cute seeing like just her inspire other women to like come to the school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like on that kind of uh, kind of growing that base of females at the school. And I just thought that was really cool. During the festival bonfire, Isoi finds Mizuki resting under a tree. She thanks him for his assistance. But Isoi teases her about being his personal maid. And during this part, he like pins her against the tree. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like a mini cabadon. Yes. So, Casey, this is such a trope, especially in shoujo, just like overall romantic comedy. This happens a lot. It happens, I'd say, even more in like K-dramas. Oh, my God. But it's like this thing where like a girl is like against the wall and the guy like gets near her and like slams his fit like hand onto the wall behind them. And, like, to the side, and it's, like, very, like, their faces are close, and it's very, like, high sexual tension energy. It's called a cabadon. I love it, Casey. It's the best. Everyone swoons so hard. <laughs> well, it's a cute thing. I Like I said, I think what's confusing for me in this scene, because, like, it's supposed to be very, like, romantic, but I think what's confusing for me, I guess, is just, like, because she still seems very, like, reluctant. You know what I mean? I think that's probably, and Skylar, you could correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's going to be the arc of the show. Yeah. Which I actually kind of like this as a subversion of like these types of shows because a lot of times it's both of the characters kind of slowly realizing their feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. But I think he's already in the like, hey, I likes you and I want you camp. And she's having, and I think throughout the show she's going to get there yeah. or not, honestly. And- but, you know, I think it's, it's interesting because he's already at the like I've realized that I like you a lot and I'm not going to hide that fear. I'm not going to hide that fact from you. I'm going to be very blunt and obvious. Yeah. About the fact that like I have feelings for you and she's going to I think the arc of the show is going to be her going from like what? No, that's weird to like well maybe, I don't know, to like eventually being like I also have feelings for you. And he's very open about it, but she just doesn't believe him. She thinks he's teasing her every time he says it. Um that actually mm. makes it very clear. I mean, I think that changes it a lot because it goes from like it's going to be a journey for her to accept that it's also true to I think. And again, I feel like I'm fake spoiling this because I haven't seen it, but I just understand the tropes of this genre. Mm-hmm. There's going to be there's going to come a point where she is like, oh, no, I do have feelings for him. And he only jokes about having feelings for me. And like there's going to be a disconnect there at some point. I don't know. I think that's a good prediction. Yeah. If this is the way that the show is going, I just hope, number one, that maybe some of his behavioral choices, <laughs> like, uh, maybe get addressed um, just for his personal growth as a character. And as for her, like, I like I, I think as because uh, well, I feel really charmed by her and like kind of her struggles. Um, I hope that she there's a lot of episodes to develop her um, like trust in him and like um i don't know i feel like i just want it to be very earned and i want them both to grow in healthy ways you know what i mean yeah yeah well you guys that was the end of episode two what did you think casey like i said man it's a roller coaster it is like i think i've got i think in both episodes 
and especially with episode two, I guess, like I've gone in and out of like liking each, like the main characters like a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like sitting and reflecting on it. Like it is really charming. Like and like some of the the moments are really charming. Some of them are a little jarring. But like like I said, it's complex. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm all over the place. I'm trying to sit with what I feel like about the show as a whole. Anyways, that's where I am. So, and PG, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I'm less up and down just because I do understand the tropes of the genre so much that I'm like, I know where this is eventually leading. Uh, I really like how funny it is um, in this episode especially. Uh, yeah. That's it? But the best part's coming up. I want to hear about the opening, the closing. Will they keep her secret? Well, you'll just have to tune in later this week for part two. But until that episode posts, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. See you real soon. Bye.